Chris Bueno. We all are tuned in to Caging It with Chris Radio Show. Five, four, three, two, uno. Giannis Escaratin. Or how do you pronounce your last name, Billy? Really? Escato? Escato. If you want to do the French way, dude, you don't have to. I, I, I don't care. Oh, bro, how's San Antonio? How's your trip, man? Dude, that was perfect. Uh, that was like a six-day trip, you know, like Austin. And actually Dallas, not San Antonio. Oh, Dallas? You we're Dallas? So, okay, like the story is we were supposed to go to San Antonio, but like two two days before leaving, they had a curfew on because of Thanksgiving the, and the uh, virus. So I was like, I don't want to go to San Antonio where everything goes at 10 because right. you want to go on the real walk and right, have right, fun. Right. So I was like, let's go to Dallas instead, which was better, I think. It was really good. And Austin, it's a bigger city too. Yeah, a lot of stuff to do. But I miss the Mexican food from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, so a lot of the me- uh, Mexicans from El Paso will move to San like the majority of them if they're gonna move to another city in Texas mm-hmm. the majority of them will move to San Antonio I see why honestly like I'd rather live in San Antonio than Austin like San Antonio is I first the first time I was I, right. I was in San Antonio I didn't really like it to be honest because that was really small but once you know where to go and you know the vibe of the city it's I think it's like top three top top two. Have you checked out the bar scene down there? Yeah, uh, I've been to actually I've been to nightclub. Uh, how, how is it like? The bar scene is really expensive on the Riverwalk. <laughs> well, obviously, bro, yeah. right? <laughs> but it's it's actually fun. Uh, people are, are like people are cool. You can feel like the southern Mexican vibe where people are like, I got my my modelo or like my beer. I don't I don't care. Like if you're cool, you're cool. So I really love that, and I speak a bit of Spanish, so I could be like you know kind of trying to like. Work on my Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tight, bro. Um, well, what's your favorite bar scene so far that you've been to here in Texas or in the States? Mm, oh, the and States. for those of you who don't know, uh, my boy Giannis is from France. <laughs> yeah. I'm from uh, Strasbourg, France, like near Germany, uh, eastern town, where there is the Council of Europe. So it's a, it's a cool town. All right, well, let's talk about Strasbourg first. Oh, we'll, okay, get to, okay. we'll get to the bar scene in a little <laughs> we'll get there. How's the bar scene in Strasbourg, man? Uh, it's really laid back because, like, Paris, in France, everything is centralized. You know, it's like if you see US at New York, like, everything is in New York, and outside of New York, there is nothing, which is not true, but that's how right, most right, people right. see it. It's, it's like foreigners will see, like, okay, New York. And then the rest of America. Yeah. So it's Paris and then everybody else gets Yeah, and in France, it's, I don't think it's true, but some people think it's true. Like there is Paris and then there is boring. So, (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't agree, but some people do. Uh, In Strasbourg, it's like a small town, uh, laid back. You can walk everywhere, take the train everywhere. So you would just like get fucked, get hammered and then walk home, like 20 minute walk. No driving, no issues with the cops. You don't care. You can drink outside. You can have a bottle of wine outside. You don't care. Because like in America, in America, you cannot display alcohol. You know? Right, right, right. So it's uh, a ticket too over here, bro. I know. Especially I w- if you look drunk and a cop sees you walking down. I like, hate that. Yeah. That was that was first culture shock because we were used to going to the store, get a, a bottle of wine, whiskey, whatever you want. You go on the on the uh, river walk. We have a river walk. You go on the river walk, smoke some cigarettes. Drink, have fun. That, that, that's a perfect night for us. Well, you have a river, so I assume it's a pretty green area. Yeah, it France. is. It is. Do you guys have, like, a lot of ag- agriculture up there? or It's or? too small. Like, France, uh, Europe in general, it's just too small. Like, during the Middle Ages, of course, because right, you know, the population was so small. 
but right now America and China are like the, the biggest one and even Africa they're starting to but Strasbourg like my country is more about luxury like wine perfume cheese like those like special items that you can only get in France what was like Strasbourg known for known for uh, Strasbourg is known for uh, German food. Like it's like a mix between German and French food. Oh, because you're on the border, right? Like, yeah, we're northern... like you can like, you can walk twenty minutes east. You're in Germany, like twenty minutes. I'm oh, not joking. Like, walking? I, yeah, walking. I used to like jog to Germany. It took me like thirty minutes. Jog to Germany, get a cheaper pack of cigarettes, and jog back. Like <laughs> easy, because there is no frontier. It's, like, it's like your, it's your like, Germany is my Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, I wasn't saying. <laughs> so, Except it's way cheaper. Yeah. But. Right now, the Mexican peso is. 20 to the US dollar. So 20 pesos is equivalent to one US dollar, though. That's if you're it. trying to get a PS5, go to Mexico. <laughs> I have a question. Do they actually stop you at the border? Like, if, if you bring like a, a PS5 or something. Yeah, but you don't, they don't gotta know, you know? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I mean. Just gotta put it under your seat. <laughs> Just like yawn when you pass by. Yeah, you like, oh, I'm fine, bro. <laughs> no, that's so, funny, man. You, buy, you go to Germany to buy cigarettes? How old were you? We were like uh, 17, 16, because the drinking age is like 18, but Europe, France is really the cops. No one cares. Like if you're like, if you basically, if you, if you can see above the the store bar, you know, like the, the, the bar table or whatever, they, they, you can get a drink. I mean, you just have to be, you look, yeah, you, you have to be calm and, and, and confident and you can get a drink. I bought my first pack of cigarettes at 14 years old. 14. Yeah, I was like 14. That's crazy, dog. Here it's crazy, but for us it's like 16, 15, 16. You're like, yeah, I, I buy cigarettes and, and what? Like, everyone smokes in there. So it's just a different culture. And you and most of your friends smoke cigarettes, or is it just, yeah. just you? <laughs> no, like, Black my, my high school and college experience where. 10 a.m., it's a break. You know, you start at 8, 10, you got a break, 15-minute right. break, and everyone goes smoke cigarette, like, outside of the... of Because the, we had, like... it's not In France, it's not a campus. It's, like, a building where you have class, and on the outside, there is the smoking area. So people go outside, light up the cigarettes, and there is half the class there. Like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. There is... you can, there, Even the teachers are there smoking <laughs> <those> cigarettes. <laughs> With the kids. Yeah, like, not, not in the same... Like, section they're but, like uh, far away yeah. but you can see you can see the teachers the, the principal whatever and smoking their cigs and that's why it's such a heavy tobacco oriented culture and alcohol is the same we don't drink as much as the russian of course but we right. drink a lot right since you guys are super tobacco oriented do y'all know what like spliffs are like yeah marijuana we, and... we, we we do that like that i i learned one of my friend um like was the first one to introduce us to weed Right. So at the time I was just like drinking my beers, vodka. So tell me, tell me the first time, bro. Like what my first time smoking. Okay, so like the first time smoking weed it was at that friend house. Uh, it's like a, a kickback, like six, six of my closest friends. After like a Friday, you know, like Friday you get out of class, let's go party. Yeah, it's, you just feel it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like, in the it's, air, it's like, dude. It's, it's like you feel freedom again. It just like, smells yeah, like Friday. So like <laughs> I, I was like drinking, like at the time I would drink two beers I was like hammered so I was like half a beer I was like oh guys I'm so drunk and then my friend was like hey bro uh, I got some weed right there and I was like it, people were like freaking out or like oh fuck because you know like still that we drink and smoke cigarettes a lot weed is still something that considered as a drug it's like so, taboo yeah we're gonna be afraid like for mm. the first time at least that you just smoke every day uh, <laughs> but the first time I was like 
well, I don't know, I heard some things that people were like anxious, but then we took a shot and we're like, okay, loosen the nerves. Yeah, and yeah, right. so like how we smoke weed there, it's a spliff, like you said, like half weed, half tobacco. And so I took a hit and I was like lying on the floor. Like I was, I was dead, dude. <laughs> like it's like we were like sitting in a circle listening to good music. I think that was the, the rather cheap at the time. Ah, oh, the like, chili peppers, the dude. Chili song kicking, like scar tissue, and you just pass the blunt around like the spliff. And I see it coming towards me, and I'm like, oh, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. Yeah. Then I take it one hit, and I'm like, I don't know what to think. And I, I was like, bro, you just. I'm not high, it's shit. First I was like, I'm not high. But then, yeah. you know, it, you know, it takes like 20 seconds to kick in. Right. So I take another hit and I'm like, I'm not high, bro. Then I get up to go pee and I'm like, oh, oh. fuck. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm going to stop right now. And I took two hits, I think. And then I was like on the floor for like 30 minutes. I was, we were laughing, like just everyone was laughing, saying dumb shit. Oh, that's like the, the best experience of, you know, the first times always a good like that's that weed skis man it gets you guys a little yeah, closer you know what with, i mean okay yeah, and that was with my childhood friend like been knowing each other for 10 not 10 years at the time like six years you know like since right. middle school we're in the same class so my really close friend everyone high for the first time i've crossed actually and that was so fun and uh no that was a good experience so far i, I liked it you said you guys were listening to the chili peppers bro yeah was it common for a lot of your french peers to <laughs> no so you guys like the, the yeah okay. yeah. <laughs> Tell me about yeah. that, bro. Like how how, how like, was that? I feel like the maybe it's gonna be my perspective. People are gonna disagree, of course. But from what I I've experienced during my my high school and my life in France in general, it's like rap oriented. Like kind of like here, yeah, rap pop music. And when you meet people that actually plays instruments, mm-hmm. uh, that goes rock a lot of people like french rock mm-hmm. uh, i don't really like it i, I, I like, like it yeah yeah i know lot, you like it dude. it's insane <laughs> maybe because i understand the lyrics i don't know why it's just like you don't understand the lyrics? I, I do and it's oh. just they speak french and i'm like so is that kind of corny for you i guess yeah yeah you know because okay. like when you heard when you like you listen to a song in english and the guy's like i'm gonna die for you you're like yeah. that's so cool bro. It's yeah it's in, english. <laughs> yes, in english it's cool but when you listen to it in French and be like, ah, uh, what a corn ball. You're like, oh, honey, I'm gonna die for you. And you're like, shut up, man. That's so boring. <laughs> it's just like, a girl. <laughs> yeah, it's just a girl. Just, just move on. It's okay if he's American. Dude. Yeah. Or English, you know? <laughs> but I don't know why. And yeah, so I was really blessed with my friend group because we all had music, music bounded our relationship together. So I was the first one. Um, playing guitar. I was the first one going into that music right. side of my life. Uh, like the story behind me playing guitar is, I was, at the time, I was listening to uh, Maroon 5. Maroon 5. So, okay, right now it sounds like, oh, that guy doesn't have any taste. But the first album, I recommend everyone to listen to it because oh, the dude. first album of Maroon 5 is actually really good. Vintage Maroon 5 was so good. Yeah, like the first so album good. is perfect. So I listened to this and I'm like, how does that guitar sound like this? So I just ask questions, mind. I'm like, okay, I need to figure out what that guitar is doing. And then I'm like, actually, I want to try guitar. And one night, one day, I was at my grandparents' house uh, playing hide and seek with all of my cousins because they were young. So I was like, that's how it is, though, bro. Like, Uh, those are fun games, though. Yeah, it's it's fun, you know, especially like with the little cousins and stuff. It's so fun. And then one of my cousins hides under. like a closet or whatever. He hides mm-hmm. under something. I open the door. I'm like, oh, I found you. You lose. And then he gets he gets out of the closet. And I see a classic guitar right there. 
with like three strings on it. And I was like, I stopped playing. I was like, wait, two days ago, I wanted to buy a guitar and it's and right it's... there in front of me. So I took it. I was like, guys, I'm, I'm out of the game. I was like, I stopped playing. I didn't see. I went to my uncle and I was like, because it was my uncle's guitar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bro, I will give you 10 euros if you buy me some strings. And because I didn't know anything about, you know, changing strings. Yeah. So I was like, take this with you. I want those six strings to be tomorrow in there. So the day after he goes to Paris, get me the strings, and I started playing. Another time, I did not play with the tuning. I was just playing. You were just like, playing? Just playing, because I didn't, I didn't, okay, it I was so up. bad, dude. How were you? 14, maybe. I was so bad, because I didn't, I knew a bit of music theory from school, from right. high school. So I was like, okay, I know, like, some kind of music, right. but I didn't know anything. So I learned on internet, I just, you know, go on YouTube, watch... Um, like tutorials and stuff and then after uh, two weeks of playing the guitar the guy was like oh you need to tune your guitar and I was like right. oh wait you need to tune that, that shit and I was like oh fuck and then I tuned it because I bought an app on the app store Yeah. and I was like oh it sounds way better and then I felt so, so dumb I was like okay I'm getting there dude but... it, it's crazy that I don't know a lot of the self-taught musicians that I know you, you just my, so for me my, my parents bought a a piano a, That's so cool. an elect, it was a, it's a Casio something but it was like an electric um, grand piano-esque type of thing. Yeah. And they, they bought it as a decoration for our living room. Oh, so that's cool. they bought it and like something about me just... You have to touch it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's, it's so tactile. You, you want to put your hands on it. And for the first... Uh, they, I don't think they could... They couldn't get me off of that thing for the first like uh, three weeks, four weeks. Dude, yeah. just, just me. I would close my eyes, put my hands on the keyboard and just mess around with my hands until something sounded good yeah and i'd look at it and i'd memorize that little chord and then it'd go yeah. on and i always go back to it i was like okay <laughs> i know this sounds good i know that sounds good it's like i it, get that there's beauty in like yeah. going the 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 long way the hard way you know what i mean yeah because i feel like um the magic is there and mm -hmm. once i got guitar lessons i got guitar lessons for three years then i stopped because i don't i don't personally i don't see the point because i already i always learn by myself and I figured out that I would learn more by myself than the lessons. Right, because fuck, fuck everybody, right? Like, yeah. You know everything. Because <laughs> like the, the, the guitar teacher, which was, he was a really good guy. I love him so much. But he was trying to put like the, the, the school, you know, like the yeah. school way of thinking on, on something so creative that guitar is for me. So right. it was like, you got to follow the rules. You got to play note by note what's written on that sheet. And right. I was like. I agree. I see your point of view, but I want to improvise. My goal was to create stuff. I want like the point of an instrument is to create, right. not to follow. I mean, no offense. Like I don't care what you do with your instrument, but, but for you me, I was like, I want to create, and I want to know how you create a song because that was an obsession. I was like, how do Modern Five, Oasis, Red Chili Pepper, Radiohead, whatever, how do those people make such impactful piece of art? Heroin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe weed, heroin. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> So that's why, I, and then the, the the day after that, I tried heroin, and that was really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> of course, not. I wonder, bro. No, and not, and I get you, bro. Um, a, a lot of the guitarists or just musicians that I follow, um, Dave Grohl was, yeah. said that he did, he did, he doesn't know any. Oh, he knows the basic names of the chords. You know what I mean? But that man says he he played his guitar like a drum set. Yeah, like, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, like he has the high strings as a. Like a hi hat and snare, and the and the um, the lower ones as um, toms and and the and the floor tom. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was that's it was, interesting. It was just different. 
And it just goes to show that you can play a guitar without well, with knowing the minimum like music theory, you know yeah. what I mean? All you need is feel and like passion. Mm-hmm. And with that alone you could go a ways, you know. Yeah. But eventually you you will run into barriers that will that that music theory will assist you in. Yeah. Eventually. I, I, I agree, yeah, because I learned I I learned like the chords, but I didn't know what was a scale. I didn't know the the relationship between the chord and the notes I was playing. So once I I got a, an electric guitar and I wanted to like solo and actually improvise, I had to learn, I had to go through the scales. Because I mean, you can figure it out without theory, but theory explains and it's just way faster. Way right, it's, it's just uh, for like, dummies. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, here you go. Uh, like if you want to play in the, in the G or a C scale, follow those notes and you'll be fine. It really just makes it easier. Yeah, it's just way easier. It, 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 it's not talking about like the, we, we always, go the long way before we end up like, oh, it was that easy this whole time, yeah. you know? And now that yeah. we know both, it's like, okay, like the magic is still there. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of the child musicians that I knew or kids that I knew that played musicians growing up or um, instruments growing up, mm-hmm. they, they, they kind of like hate music now. That's, you know, that's like They true. resent it. Because yeah. they're taught the way, they're, they're taught music in the way where like there wasn't magic. But I, because that's so interesting because uh, my family, my mom's side of the family, mm-hmm. which was the house, like that was my grandma's house, my my mom's mother, where I found the guitar in the closet. This is still in Strasbourg, right? No, that was in Paris. Like oh, everything. In Paris? Yeah, because my grandma lives in Paris. So okay. that was like in the suburb of Paris. And that side of the family is music oriented. Like my cousin, they, they've been to the music school for 10 years. They, like, my cousin can, she hears a song, she can take you the notes, like, mm-hmm. like that. So she's she's really good at music, and that's so interesting because my my story, my background with music was just I like it, I want to do it, and stop there. I don't want to be good at it. I don't want to, I don't want to know what I'm doing. I just want to enjoy. Yeah. So my goal was for pleasure and just you know like for myself. And once we talked about music, there was two different subjects, two different opinions on it. Like she was like, I have music homework. I hate it. I don't want to do it. Like music sucks. And they were playing like she was playing like a, I don't know the name in English. It's like a, a trumpet. It's like a, a saxophone, like a horn, horn like yeah. you know, like a, brass, a classical like instrument. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I hate it. I don't want to do it. It's so boring. I have to go there uh, every the, two times a week. I have to go for three hours practice music. And for me, I was like, I ha- I have a new song to learn for my guitar lesson. I was like, that's so cool. Like yeah. I was so excited about it. I was like, wait, so it's the Beatles. I was like, oh, everyone's talking about the Beatles. I've never listened to them before, right, right, right. and I was just excited. And you can see the two, like the two um, side of it. And that one for my uncle's birthday, we uh, played something for him because right. that guy loves music. Like yeah. that guy is from the islands. Because uh, like France, they have we have like some islands in the Caribbean, and that guy okay. is from there. So uh, he's like that black guy with the, the I love him so much, like yeah. with a, a good rhythm. Like that guy knows rhythm. Oh, can, dude. He, he has like my cousin plays the drums and that guy never plays the drums. He just plays stuff. And I'm like, how long have you been playing the drums? He's like, I just started now. I'm like, what? <laughs> that guy has a rhythm. Like he has it, bro. And he's, I love it's him so much. Do you have it or you don't? Like bass players and, yeah, drum, and drummers insane. alike, they, they just... Hop on that thing and then they feel it. And it's just that feel. Every aspect. time I see it, it's in, I, I'm impressed. I have the same reaction every time. I'm like, it's beautiful. Like right. seeing someone who has such a connection with music and rhythm, I'm like, I wish I was like you, bro. But you know, I have to try. I have to play six hours a day to get to your level. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Fushante grind. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's uh, true. Um, well, getting back to like you picking up a guitar and it's sparking your like love for music. Mm-hmm. So, would you say that you were the one that started that with your friends, your friend group, or how did that come about? I think, uh, yeah, I think I started it. Okay, I, I, I don't really like bragging for stuff. No, no, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think I kind of, brand, kind of started bro. it. Because I was like, okay, so after the whole story with my guitar, I got, I went back to Strasbourg after the summer. Because right. every summer I would spend, you know, time with my cousins. So after the summer, I went back, new school started. I had, I bought my dad, bought me my white guitar, like the white guitar from yeah. you. That, that, that's my first guitar. Your acoustic? Yeah, my acoustic. Oh, okay. So I started on acoustic. I was playing every day, you know, two or three hours, you know, trying to right. get better. And one time, my best friend uh, comes see me because we're going to drink or some shit. And... <laughs> I was playing, and I, when I'm playing guitar, I, like, I'm in my zone, I just don't, like, you have to, like, punch me in the face to, like, you know, to, so, so I can stop. Yeah. So I was playing, and he comes, and I was just playing uh, Live Forever by Oasis, which is a really good song. And I stopped, and he was like, you play guitar now? And we just talked about it, and he was uh-huh. like, bro, that was really good. And at the time, I had, like, two months of guitar behind me that was, like, just right. basic shitty chords. And he was like, bro, and... Uh, like a month later, he had a guitar in his house because his older brother played it. Right. And he started too. And he was like, bro, I picked up the guitar. It's really cool. And that, my best friend still plays today the guitar. And oh, his other tight. brother started the guitar too. But that's, electric, his young, that's his younger brother? Yeah, his younger brother. Okay. And his older brother took the bass. So, like, oh. three years later, like, if you fast forward three years later, I would go to their house, apartment, Get 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 drunk, and we had the same music taste. So right. play the relationship ever together. Like one, two guitars, like one bass, one guy on the drums. Because my other friends pick up the drums after. Yeah. And right now, the the little brother has a band in my hometown, right. and he's really is. I'm I'm so like I'm not even jealous. I'm just so proud because I'm so thankful that I made someone discover music yeah. so much that he has a band and wants to be a musician. You know what I mean? Like, right. I just love, I don't, I don't care about being like, you know, oh, that should have been me. Yeah, I, I have a guitar. Yeah. What's up, dude? Yeah. No, I don't care. I'm just like, I'm so happy for you that you discovered what I, what I live for. And it, it's, it's crazy how um, people that play instruments, or well, at least I'm speaking in like terms of um, personal experiences. Uh, all of my friends that play instruments are able to feel the music on yeah. a different level or a little bit they're able to listen to a little bit more personally than sure. opposed to somebody that doesn't understand like the i don't know just just how hard it is or just how how just beautiful it is just to, to stumble upon like a, a chord progression by accident you know what i mean yeah. or or yeah or read some cool words walking down the street and you put it into a song you i know? feel like it's it's like a state of mind like you gotta be open to this you know like it opens right. your mind and because um, I've been like I've been in the US for like two years now and I've been to a bunch of parties I've talked to a bunch of people like 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 when you're French in in a small city people tend to even if you're during class people come talk to you because you're not from here I mean I used to do this like back in my hometown I used to talk to Americans all the time because I was like oh fuck it's from America it's so cool <laughs> where are you from bro I, would, I, I was that guy so I know I understand the feeling but um, yeah, like when I talk to people about music, there is two types of people: the people who just listen to music to because whatever, and right. people like you actually understand. So, the the conversation about it lasts like two minutes for the first type, and right. with you, we can talk about music for six hours. It, like, it's not like surface <laughs> level. Yeah, so that, that's what. I mean. uh, growing up, me and my oh, uh, well, you know, when we're 
teenagers in high school, we we tend to be kind of gatekeepers. Like, oh, you don't listen to music like, yeah, you know, I, like, I, I listen to music like this. You know, that we were kind of like that. And I mean, I, I don't blame myself. We were kids, you know. Yeah. We, were, we, were, we were excited at the new music that we found. We didn't want anybody to ruin it for us. That's true. But we, we would call the the people um, that didn't understand the music uh, surface dwellers. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's I, I don't know what the hell kind of books we were reading or movies we were watching, but <laughs> surface funny. dwellers is something we stumbled upon. Yeah. We, we would, um, we would, this is summer, dude, like 2017. We oh, would, okay, okay. We would meet up together at my friend Sai Bab's house, and we all had skateboards at the time. Mm-hmm. So we'd skate, and somebody would have um, a Bluetooth speaker, and we'd just... I remember this is when the gorillas came out. Uh, oh, the, with, yeah. their, with their new, with their most, it's not the most recent, 2016, 2017. What was the, the one uh, with the humans? Yeah, the one with uh, with the four pictures yeah, with yeah. Um, Andromeda. Yeah, yeah, and, humans. And black and blue. Yeah, yeah, it, that was a good one. It was such a good album, dude. But um, I remember just skating, smoking cigs, and just dude. and just and just enjoying just how music sounded, bro. <laughs> and because of humans, we we came upon the term surface dwellers. Really, that's so funny. Yeah, and. Cool. I love it so much, bro. Like, it just takes me back. Big it's, time. I feel like I feel like it's music is something so deep. Like it's like everything else, but it's so deep that when you have that connection with anyone, like a friend, a girlfriend, or whatever, right? You know that you know once when I talk to someone at a party, a girl or a guy, and they're like, "Bro, I love Radiohead." I'm like, "Okay, that guy is smart." I'm yeah, gonna this have is to a hang good with you man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just something so really you, stupid. You like put them on a on a pedestal, you know? Yeah, like, you're like, you know. But, it's like, dude, the first time, sorry for interrupting, but okay. it's like the first time we met, and I remember, because um, like, our, our our mutual friend invited you to my party, and he was like, yeah, Shield, and he was like, shout out Shield, and yeah, I love that guy, and he was like, because yeah, actually, is like the example where we bounded on music, right. and then Ashley was like, bro, eat off speech bit, and I was like, oh, speech bit, and San Angelo, I was like, cool, right. so I was like, okay, yeah, of course you can come over, and then I talked to you and I said John Fushente and you're like, yeah, I know him. And I was like, okay, that's pitch pit is one thing, but John Fushente is another thing. Right. And then, you know, what happened next? Oh, <laughs> what's kind of, and we're here. <laughs> what's kind of crazy is you, you can gauge someone's personality based off of the type of music. That's so true. To. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Um, I, I know straight off the bat, somebody mentions um, John Fushente, for example. Oh, okay, this guy dove deep, not just like surface level to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But like, not not like knocking them, but yeah, they, they, they research their members of the bands and they, I don't know, it's just, it just, it's stuff that I'm interested in. I find yeah. it intrinsic. So it's easier to talk about, more fun to talk about. That's true. And I, I know I like people that listen to alternative a little bit more than I do yeah. rap, for example, but it doesn't knock them. Because I, mean? I feel like nowadays, uh, you know, like back in the 2000, like, Bands like Coldplay, The Strokes, whatever. Right. That was like something we nobody listened to. But nowadays, I feel like like those that type of music has become not mainstream, but almost people know about it. Like yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, it's a good thing because it's really good music. Right. But that genre has shifted. Like it's in evolved. Two, yeah, yeah, in the two thousand, that was something nobody listened to, and today it's like oh, alternative. I love that genre. It's so yeah. cool. They're catching up. So. Yeah, they're catching up to the the mainstream scene. Yeah. Which is good, and I bet maybe in 30 years people are going to be like, Radiohead, that's a good thing. Right. Which is going to sound still weird to me now, because nobody listens to Radiohead. And it's always the, the uh, this happens with artists, whether it be music or um, literature or whatever. Yeah. Um, they end up being or being recognized for their art uh, years down the road, after, as opposed to, uh, it's post-mortem, like after they die. 
You yeah. know what I mean? As opposed to them, there's very few artists that get to enjoy their their fame as they're as they're alive. Yeah. Or get their art appreciated as they're alive. So um, this author I like a lot. Shout out Henry Miller. Mm-hmm. Henry Miller, bro. Uh, he didn't get big until he. I mean. To, to his later years is when he started getting some pretty good uh, yeah that's so weird push. yeah dude how do you get famous it, it, it's like that? it's like good art ages like wine like yeah just, it takes a minute for it to catch it has to be new when you're starting it you know what I mean yeah people aren't gonna understand it right off the bat just give it a couple years you know what I mean yeah because I feel like some bands they get some piece of music that like the, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna talk about the strokes a lot because yeah, it's I, mean, the strokes, I, the strokes, I, I listen man. I listen to them all the time now uh, but for me, like their first album, is this it? Was like even um, Radiohead with OK Computer. That was like painting our society. And when you actually in the moment, you don't really think about it. But ten years down the road, you're gonna listen to it and be like, wait, they're they're, they're right. Like yeah, it's it's a painting of society. Like that's why I love music because it's something that's alive. I feel like more than a painting or other pieces of art. Like music is something more ex- that can shift because it's something that's you know moving in a right, sense right. You know what it's, I mean? it's not stagnant yeah it's not like a picture you're looking at right it's it's almost a video oh i mean it's audio it's like right? a movie yeah, yeah. a movie without the, without the picture yeah, yeah. You, you make you you make what you what you can of it yeah in your own head it's kind of like a book somehow like, right because like you people interpret books like many different ways but music is kind of the same to, to the same extent the, the, the fragments know. of reality yeah so music audio you know what i mean uh, i'm talking to you i'm listening to you talk and then uh paintings the picture the still it's picture still, of you. Yeah. movies it's kind of the closest thing you have without yeah. like touch it's crazy how it just all mimics like yeah actual life it's i don't know bro i, I just have enough time <laughs> to sit around and think about that stuff during Cause, break dude i i i i read a study i, I could not say that i, I don't know yeah, you're, you're good study uh but it says that when you're sad, music can actually heal your 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 sadness and your wounds a lot right. faster. Because when you're sad, you're gonna listen to sad music, and your brain is gonna cope faster because it's gonna be like in line with how you feel. That's why when you're happy, you're listening to happy music to enhance what you're feeling, and right. vice versa with the sad part. So that's so interesting that music can do that. Because maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think a painting can do that to your brain. <laughs> it just, right. I and mean, for me, like for yeah, exactly brain, for you. You know for what you. I mean? Yeah. Maybe some people, but. I feel like music can do way more than anything else. Like it's the number one art on earth. Right, and that, that's obviously our opinion, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> say for example, your, your cousins they, yeah. they, they they resent music. <laughs> still no. Yeah, I'm sure they look at I don't know like a poster they're having on my wall right now. Yeah. Like oh wow, it speaks to me. You know, like how yeah. we feel about music. I I can see that with other people. So sometimes I'm like oh okay, like I, I get these people like they're just different. Um, or. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's different. And, or even right now with the video game scene coming up, like video games, personally, I think it's art. Like some of them, not right, right, right. fucking Call of Duty, you know what I mean? I mean like it, it can be art. Yeah. You're right. Uh, uh, I mean, I, Call of Duty is a great game. Like I've spent many hours on it, but it's just like for me, some games, some indie, like independent games are like, can bring something higher to like the art scene. Right. Because they're, they're just, I, I know, everything cut together. I know nothing about video games. So, well, what do you what do you consider like a, a indie video game? Obviously, like I know the mainstream ones like Call of Duty. Halo, yeah, like, like that, I played. A, I, I I used to be a huge gamer, but like, you know, I mean gamer. I don't like that term, but I used to be like, right. like people play. Like, I played games like everyone in high school, and there was like games like or it's like in small games like Firewatch uh, or I don't even like some like games like that like 
Firewatch. I don't have any other example right mm. now. But it's like Firewatch is it's like a four hour game. It's really it's really short. And it's like a, it just tells a story and you have oh, choices okay. and it just you have to play to understand what it's like. And that kind of video game, uh, it's like or even like a bigger one I've played, like The Witcher Three, like that kind of game. It's like the story is so good, the music is so good that it's a movie, but you can you can make choices. You have control. Yeah. Okay. And it's like a real experience where you're like in the environment of the of the gameplay. You're like That's you're in there. It's like a book mixed with a movie, and you can actually play with it and and not get bored because I know it's hard to read sometimes. <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, so it's different. That's crazy, bro. Well, I mean, you mentioned the strokes earlier. Yeah. And the strokes is, I've told you this before, but that, that, that was the first CD I that I that I bought for myself, and it was the album "Is This It," and I know you're stuck on that right now, dude. That, t- t- tell me about I have how a story you, about how you found the strokes, man. Yeah, also like, I found like I I, I was in Austin, and with the like three weeks ago with my girlfriend, we went to Austin, like just like chill. It's like after you know the semester, just chill. Right. And I was driving around. Um, and when I'm driving, I'm listening to music all the time. And I I was stuck on Sticky Fingers for like six months. Sticky, Sticky Shut Fingers. Shut up, Sticky Fingers, man. Good band. I like it. But then I was like, I need something new. You know those moments where I just find something new. So I go on Spotify and there was like a playlist. I don't remember the name. Like indie alternative playlist. Yeah. I shuffle. I just listen to it. And there's that one song. I was like, what is that song? I was like, shit, that's really good. It was uh, Tears. No. Someday. No, it's like a new one from the Strokes. It's like uh, from the Rights of Joys. Oh, the, yeah, okay. Rights yeah. of Joys, yeah. And I listened to that song and I was like, that's really good. What's the band? And I was like, the Strokes. And I was like, I heard about the Strokes. Like, It's just a cool band name yeah, too. Yeah, right? I, I heard about it. Like uh, Oasis talked about it. Everyone that I was listening to talked about it. So I was like, you know what? Let's, let's put the first album, first song. Let's right. listen to it. So that night, uh, I bought those cbd cigarettes <laughs> and, like we were in the airbnb and i was like hey i'm gonna say i'm gonna go out for a smoke because i want to try them because i don't want to smoke in the airbnb of right. course so i went out in a walk in a, a good suburbs in austin like a you know like hipster suburb right. in austin like the, the like the vibe i like and i was smoking my cbd cigarettes listening to is, is this it and i was i was getting high i mean on cbd so it's not that you know it's not like i was on the floor but i was like yeah. feeling happy and like it I just had, mellowed you out, you know. I was just like walking in the core, like chilling, yeah. <laughs> and I heard that song, and I was like, "I'm gonna." Lo-. I was the first second I was like, "I'm gonna listen to that band until I fucking die." Like it's just that feeling I knew, the same feeling I had with the Red Hot Chili with Radiohead, yeah. And I knew it that was a good band right away, so I was like, "It's beautiful." It's like you know, like that. Yeah, that, the feeling like, again. Yeah, I I have that feeling for. Um, the band Interpol that we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, I feel well, like I'm. I can get into that band as well. Whenever I listen to Interpol, I, I, I don't know. My heart just feels full, bro. No matter where I am, how I am, if it's sad, if it's happy, if I'm driving, if I'm laying in my bed. Yeah, it's like I, that, I just, uh, I just resonate with. Because that the music. that that song is this it and that old album by the way uh, reminded me my 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 past in, in my hometown with my with my friends where we started music when you know that that the, the good old days the, right. um, the feeling we're talking about the you know you just feel you think about the good old days and you're like i wish i knew that was the good old days you know right. you know what like, i mean you only ever know in retrospect yeah and that sucks <laughs> yeah it sucks so bad so i had that feeling of sadness joy like everything just combining together and i was just like 
nostalgia. I was sad but yeah. happy. Like, nostalgia, kind of. And I was just like, that's so pretty. And I did not, I did not cry, but I started like getting emotional. I was like, that's such a good song. And yeah, dude. Like, there's only one thing that can make me cry. It's just music. That's the only thing. You can kill a dog in front of me. <laughs> oh, maybe, okay, it's a bad example. <laughs> you know what I mean? God, man. So, no, not a dog, but yeah. And, and music that makes you feel that way is uh, more often than not American music. Is there any French bands that make you feel that way or any French uh, music that does? I don't really listen. I, I feel like it would be, but I don't really listen to French music. I just listen to French rap just once in a while. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really uh, care about where they come from. Like I just listen to the music and then I do my research. Right, right, right. Uh, but usually it's like UK and American music. That's my two. Go and Australian for Sticky Fingers, ACDC. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, like, Australian, like, Sticky Fingers, like, bro. Some... Sticky Fingers. For for me, I, I love our music. I love English music. I love Australian music. Yeah, I love. I love French music, dude. I know. I, I was so surprised that you listened to French music. Dude. And you were sending me stuff. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm a fake French guy. I don't know anything you sent me, dude. <laughs> You're born in French, man. Yeah. In France. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but uh, no, there's just something about the French instrumentals that make me feel that way that you're talking about. Yeah, that's that, interesting. I have no clue what they're saying. Yeah, I have no clue what they're saying. But yeah. I feel what they're what they're going through, I guess. But I think, like, the way that you can feel music without... Because there is a lot of people that vibe, like, like music because of the lyrics. Right. Like, most of rap, people, like... like rap revolves... Yeah. That genre revolves more That's around why the than it does. Rap, yeah. for instance, they are like, I love the lyrics, I love the music. But me, I'm like, I love the, let's call it vibe, like, the instru- like the, the feeling you get from it, yeah. and then the lyrics. And if the lyrics are good, it's going to be even better. Right. But I don't need lyrics. That's doesn't why I, make it for you, right? Yeah, I can listen to like instrumentals for one hour. I don't if it's interesting, like a guitar solo. Like there is a lot right, of songs right. I like without any lyrics or someone singing. It's yeah. just that the vibe you get and and the guitars. Like if there is no guitars, I'm gonna get bored, of course. Yeah. Back back to what I was saying though. Like French music makes me mm-hmm. just every song that I listen to, and that's French. It makes me. I don't know if they're trying to like serenade me. <laughs> or like, or like lure me in to, to like, murder me. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's a weird balance I, between I know what you're like about. violence and and like comfort. It's yeah. like rigid, a rigid hug. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's like cold, but it's like yes. fake warm the you get from hot but cold. Like it's 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 not even warm. It's like it's too uncomfortable <laughs> to be warm. It's like it's like, it's, like, it's like like a hug. From a, a girlfriend that you know she cheated on you, but she's trying to hug you. Know what I mean? Like, dude, that's it's warm but cold. That's a perfect like. It, it's like someone you don't it's, trust. It's like pushing and you. pulling at the same time. Remember we talked about pushing and pulling? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just you explained it perfectly. I've never been able to like put my finger on that. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna like. That. I love that uneasy like, but easy feeling that I get yeah, from French I, music. You know I what know, I mean? I know what I, I know. I know where you come from. I know that you, you sent me a bunch of it and. I mean, I, I, I don't, personally, I don't really, it's not my vibe. Right. But I can see where, like, I can see how you like it. Like, it's it's interesting, mm-hmm. as I'm saying, Joe. And for me, I, I like to think that, um, this is obviously, like, just me self-diagnosing myself. Yeah. But I, I think I'm ADHD or ADD or something, bro. And music that has, like, at least just for me, uh, peculiar sounds. Yeah. Whether it's, like, a little key, um... Key, or synthesize synthesizer sound that's a little off, or a guitar that has a, a cool like pedal combination yeah, that yeah. just throws you off, you know. 
Like my ear is attracted to that and it I grabs agree, my attention. Yeah. It's kind of like it reminds me of uh, Radiohead. What I the first time I listened to them, I was like, I was like, like my first time. I think I listened to OK Computer and then In Rainbows, mm-hmm. my two uh, favorite albums, by the way. And first I was like, I don't like it, but I like it. Right. You know, like it's weird, but I want. It's like that. It's like when when you're you're smoking a cigarette, you know it's not good for you, but you're doing it because it looks good. It feels good. It's like I like it, but I don't like it. And that was Radiohead. I was like, it just throws you off Kindle. Yeah, I was scared. I was scared of what I was listening because I was like, it's weird music. People are gonna judge me, but I like it, so I'm gonna go on. I don't care. And then, then you let let go out of your fears and you accept the music, and you're like. It's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for me, that band was Cage the Elephant. I don't know what I was doing, bro. I was cleaning my room. I was hanging out in my room doing something, dude. And I, back in the day, Pandora was super popular. Oh, it, I was, it, was, it was the music app to have. Mm-hmm. Other than like, I don't know if you have Sorry. Android back then. No, I never had an Android. So we would pirate music. <laughs> yeah, I, I would do too. Yeah, I would yeah. do that. It was like LimeWire, but for your smartphone. Mm-hmm. And... um. I got tired of all the music I had, you know, I, yeah. I listened to The Weeknd so many times, the Drake, Lil Wayne, I, I grew up on rap, I have a good appreciation yeah, yeah. for it, you know what I mean, but I put it on Pandora, bro, and I don't remember what station I had it on, I, I wish I could remember, but I remember uh, Come a Little Closer by Casey Elephant came out, that's a good song, and the bass line of Grabby Bros, it's such a good song, so like you said, it just threw me off. I'd never heard anything like it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is weird, bro. But I was like, I kind of like this. Like my ear, like, is, is, like I said, is inclined to like, listen. And, and after that fact, uh, I was, I, I was. You threw off. Y'all. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then once it got to the, to the bridge, it was insane. Yeah. I, like before the, the, the chorus, like, the, yeah, yeah. That, the first time I listened to that, I was like, whoa. So yeah, classic Cage the Elephant. Dog. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, it just, so it just that bridge made me feel something that I hadn't felt before that. No, I agree with that. Yeah, it, it, it was. I don't know, bro. There's just something about the mixes and the masters, mixes and masters of alternative and rock music that just gets me going. Yeah. There's no other genre that makes me feel like I'm floating, you know? Maybe with the exception of some EDM and, like, some electronic music. Yeah, but uh, it's something I really like with music. It's, like, when you're you're tipping off between something you know and something you don't know, and you're, like, you want to go into the, the, the deep, you know, like, deep, like, uh, uh, gap, and, right. and you do want to go at the same time. It's, like, what, it reminds me what, um, what's his name, Jordan... Uh, Jordan Pearson said right. it's like in life like when you want to have like find meaning it's something that have a lot of risk but not too much like the right amount like a balance like a happy medium yeah it's like it's like you have enough risk but not too much so like you're happy with what you have you have like some kind of difficulty with your life but not too much so that you don't get scared right. and that's what new music feels like it's like that's what the that's the first time where I listened to Radiohead I was like I like it. It's ch- challenging my ideas and how I perceive music, but right. also it's scary. And but it's not that scary because I want to go. I, I I'm willing to go. You know, like an extra mile to listen to. Yeah. It. So that's that's why I love it with music. That's how it makes me feel. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Jordan Peterson is, he's a psychologist out of 
something Canada. I, know I think it's, it's for Montreal, sure. Montreal, Mo- Vancouver, maybe. It's definitely Toronto. <laughs> so Tor- Toronto, yeah, Toronto. It's definitely Toronto, Canada. <laughs> and he is one of the most influential, uh, intellectual thinking minds that we have out there today. At least I think so. I, I agree, and his book is. I would re- like honestly to everyone listening to that podcast, just read this book. It's what's his book called? Twelve Rules for Life. It's like on Amazon. You can get it for like twenty dollars, maybe twenty five. I don't. I don't remember. And it's like twelve rules, like for life, like twelve rules you have not have to respect. But and it's a self help. Yeah, it's like a self help, like a book, and every, it's like really basic rules, like don't lie, like that's uh, the first one is stand straight for the. Shoulders, the shoulders back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like first you're like the first time I read it, I was like, it's stupid. Of course I'm gonna like, of course I'm yeah. gonna take care of my friends, whatever, whatever. But when he explains it, you're like, whoa, I really need to do it because it, it like you can like the book shows you what are the downside of not living by this rule. Like lying, for instance, is like if you're if you're not gonna be honest with your peers, if you're not gonna be honest with the people you love, one day. There's going to be a dragon in the house. One day the problem is going to get so big that everyone is going to... That's yeah. how... I Honestly, I feel like that's how we have so many like d- divorces in France or in America because people are not willing to talk. Right. No, to, you know, to tell the truth, which is really hard. I agree it's really hard to be honest, but... And it's crazy because the, the, the big problems stem from the most, um, like, I don't know, minute, small... Yeah most uh basic yeah tasks and, and pe- people just blow them off like they're unimportant but really if you, if you let that thing grow to the point where like you said uh you call it a dragon yeah i don't know jordan peterson <laughs> jordan peterson refers to like your your big problem the, the the obstacle you need to overcome is like a dragon and um i know that it's like an archaic kind of um, yeah, symbol for yeah. for a uh, issue or problem that you may be having in your life that you need to like slay right hence yeah. the dragon but but like what I think is good with the book and the whole like thinking the thought process behind behind the book, right. it's like don't lie but also don't lie to yourself. And I really didn't expect expect that from the book because it's like don't lie to people. I was like oh easy. But right. then later on when you read the rule, you're like like people do lie to themselves. Right. And that's really important because. We all been through like everyone has been through that. Right. Where you let's say you want to be uh, in a band and you're like, no, I need to be an engineer because my dad is gonna be part of me, or whatever. Right, right. You know what I mean? That that kind of situation, and it's really hard to like it, figure it, it out. It really alters your um, reality mm-hmm. um, as as uh, we perceive it. So yeah, if you tell yourself you're blue, then you're gonna go your whole life thinking that's true. That you're blue, you know, and all you have to do is believe yourself. Or tell yourself enough times to the point where you believe it. And you'll yeah. believe it, bro. Like I feel, I feel like the the what people lack in general. I mean, I don't want to be like I'm not yeah, like of course, talking about ourselves as well. You but know? from like, my experience, and I made the mistake too. It's like you gotta be, you gotta be willing to hear both sides of the story. You gotta be willing to like believe every side of the story and then collect up the facts or whatever and then right. make your own mind. You can't just go with the flow all your life. You have to be willing to get to the other side and be like, okay, why does people think like that? Oh, that's why they're wrong. Okay. Now I can go back to the other side. You know what I mean? Like, right. Just go look for the answers for, for the truth. Don't for, for yourself. Do not, not Don't, uh, lean towards, uh, a doctrine and, and take it up as a whole, as opposed to just reading, like say for example, the communist manifesto. Yeah. Uh, 
people read it and just take it on like as a part of their um, personality, you know? Yeah, and sure. I mean, I, I think that there's something to learn from everything that you perceive, whether it be a person, a book, uh, I don't know, a new album that you're listening to. Um, yeah, there's... It yeah. could be 2% of that 100%. But you you'll learn something out of some out of everything, you know. It's it's like it's a rule in the book that, that I really respect. It's um I forgot. It's uh like it's always listen like or like li, li, I'm, I don't really, really remember the name of the rule, but I'm gonna explain it for right. an example. Let's say you're at a party and you're talking to a guy or a girl and you're having a debate on politics or you know any any topic really and. The, that, that first impression of the girl or the guy you're like oh he's really stupid I'm not going to listen to him but right. the rule tells you to listen because everyone has something to say even if they look really smart or really dumb just listen to them and listen like it was you speaking and you can really like listening is a skill that I had to master because I like to talk I don't really like to listen I'm not really patient and when you learn how to listen you can really like unlock those like uh, views of your life because you're like oh wait I'm being an asshole because I didn't listen to them and right. you know like right. and that comes with the whole like a uh, gatekeeper poser thing like you, yeah. you, le- you learn to listen to everybody's like um, grievances and, and their uh, just, just their words just, yeah you listen you just learn to listen to people and in doing so you become a better person yeah because I feel like everyone is, is good deep down everyone wants to like most of people they yeah, want to yeah. do the, the, the right thing and even if they don't agree with you, it doesn't mean they're evil. It just means that either they're right or they're wrong. But both cases, you got to listen to them and figure out why. Right. And then you can go from there. Not just like, like, uh, like you know, like don't listen to them because you think they're wrong or stupid. Right. Just, you know, just and and even if you do think they're wrong or stupid, just just lend an ear, an honest ear. Don't yeah. just pretend you're listening. Just listen for listen to what they have to say. If you don't agree with it, then don't judge it. Yeah. yeah, just go from there. But um, we were talking about Jordan Peterson earlier and how he has this, like a, a list of a hundred books. Mm-hmm. And I saw Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky, <laughs> yeah. In your in your uh, apartment earlier yeah. today. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, how, how far are you? How I far honestly you like uh, I'm such a bad reader. Like I don't I can't focus on reading. Like every time I starting to read, I'm like, oh, I have something else to do. Right. So I'm try. I I read like twenty pages. So. And so far, what have you learned? From, <laughs> not learned, but just what, what? What are the initial feelings you get from? It's like it's book? like the intro of the book, so I cannot say I cannot talk if I like it, or I cannot like, I I can't say like you know how I feel about it because right. it's like for it's the intro, but the book I bought the book because it's about um, radicalism. It's about how you you choose between your values and and the right thing to do. So that was really interesting because I feel like people, it's like a, um, a dilemma that people have every day, you know, Right. like tell the truth or be nice to your friends. You know, you know that you don't lie. You have to tell the truth, but sometimes you have to lie for the better. Yeah. And that's that thing that's for me, it's really interesting in life and really interesting in everything we do because, you know, everyone has the, the choice and the right to hide information, but, you know, like it's right. it's a it's like a balance and that that book is about that and I'm really excited to to read it. Yeah. Well, what's the name of the book? It's a uh, crime and punishment. Crime and punishment. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's like I people say it's a great book, so we'll see. I attempted to read Dostoevsky in his like native tongue. For those of you who don't know, he's <laughs> a Russian, so 
Have fun. <laughs> Whenever I found out about um, Dostoevsky, I was like, okay, well, look, I'm going to teach myself Russian, and then I'll read the books. Like, it was going to be that easy, you know? And after two weeks of staring at squares and boxes and yeah. high symbols, I was like, you know what? I'll just read it in English. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. I'm in the process of reading a couple books that I have here at my apartment, and then I'll get get to Dostoevsky. Because I, I feel like the the big crisis we've had uh, for the past hundred years was what happened in Russia and China and Italy, like, you know, like the, the rise of the extremism, like right. communism the, in Germany, what happened. And those books are key to understand how those people got there. Right. And I think it's today as well, it's really important to draw that line where you can, you have the right to be angry or you don't. And I feel like, those books really help you like think properly and be like, okay, am I fighting for the right causes? And if I'm fighting for the right idea, is it right to, you know, like get right. violent with people? And there's something about fiction that lets you uh, ponder those ideas without um, becoming or just coming off as not weird, but like uh, a devil's advocate yeah. to to uh, people that we actually like know and care about that who might support super uh, left um, ideas or super yeah, right ideas. or even like right ideas. Like it's, extremism goes both ways. Like right. you can have people on the far left and far right. Like for instance, my country is known, to, like Europe is known to be more left-leaning and some people get really far into that idea. And I mean, if they're right, I don't care, but it's not. Like I don't think so. Like just because they, they're not... Like, those people on the right or left, like, extremism, they're not, like, willing to talk and, you know, like, talk about their ideas right. and have, like, a reset. Be like, okay, I'm wrong. I'm going to look for, for the truth. Which is really, like, it's, that's why I think we should teach our, our children how to think. How to be like, you can like an idea, but it's, you're not the idea. It's right, something right. that you think. And you can always be wrong, always be right. But if you're wrong, you, it's your, like responsibility as a human being to change right. and to go towards the truth and people are scared of doing that nowadays i feel like people are scared to to ask themselves if it's not working what am i going to do if i'm wrong what's the other solution because they don't think about that they're like i'm right. right that's it if you're if you don't agree you don't have the ability to step back and assess the situation yeah, like from both points of views like how you just said yeah yeah right. I mean, it's really hard. Even everyone has struggled with this. Right. But for me, that's why we have the crisis with the communism and stuff. I mean, there is a lot of other reasons, which I'm not really an expert in history. But I feel like that's the, one of the main reasons that people don't really like look back on those right. ideas. And, and that's interesting because um, in America, we're a historically like, right-leaning country. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, we have a lot of... Um, uh, as you would call like SJWs, uh, super far, <laughs> super far left um, yeah. individuals that um, take on the ideas as whole uh, as a whole, mm-hmm. like how we said, um, how we were talking about earlier, they just take the idea on. As yeah. whole. And um, for for you to come from France and which is a I guess a major left leaning like majority it's country. A, right? we, you can even say the S word. You can say we're socialist. Okay, like, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. I wanted you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> socialist. You can, you can yeah, go for it. Any country, bro. So, um, <laughs> and it's weird that um, a man, a young man like you is rightly, like, is that taboo? Yeah. Uh, that's why I, that's why I like America for me. That's why I, 
it's not the whole reason why I came here, right, right, to be right. honest. But it's one of the reasons why I want to stay here. It's because I want to just speak my. I don't first. I I, I like my base was left because you know I'm I'm artist. So I am an artist. Like I am yeah. creative. So you're gonna toward leaning toward the left. But when I I've I've seen what my country, my government was doing, I was like, that's bullshit. Give, give, give us some examples of like. What I mean, high taxes. Just the whole idea of taxes, like when you you're supposed to like the government takes fifty percent of what you make. Like I think that's bullshit. And honestly, okay, you can agree that we have universal healthcare, we have free education. Okay, all right, but like there is a lot of issues in our countries. Like we have like immigration is an issue. Like uh, Paris is Paris is a dirty city. Like right. and the fact that we have too much taxes it's stopping innovation like when you're 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 tax up a business it's going to leave the country it's not going to be like oh i'm going to pay 70% taxes of course right, no right. It, it, that business is going to go to america it's going to go to ireland it's going to go it, they're going to they're going to leave right and that's what's happening to france like europe in general like who got the vaccine for the pandemic america yeah. is what because low low taxes innovation innovation more money that's that's a cool uh point of view that a lot of us americans aren't able to see on the on the regular because we, we weren't able to live through it you know what i mean yeah just like, just like you did but i i do agree that america isn't perfect like it's i'm right. not saying but there's flaws in both on both sides yeah exactly on both sides there it's some capitalism is not perfect socialism is not perfect it doesn't mean one is evil or not it's just how you like to live if you'd like to make 1200 euros which is like 1500 dollars a day a day a month sorry <laughs> if you want to make like low money and you don't have much freedom on your money go live to france you'll be happy but right. i'm not that kind i want to have full control over my money and invest it wherever or, I, or even or buy buy beer with it. like i want to invest my money like i want to do it you know i don't want to have any you, limits on it you you're just saying i work it. for it yeah exactly man I, I agree with that um like you're just saying a little while ago how they uh I guess I'll say charge. Charge yeah. a, a large percentage of your tax, right? Yeah. I don't even think I asked that right, but right, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And you would think with the tax dollars, with all the tax dollars that they're getting, they'd renovate Paris or, fi or no. fix that yeah, that's issue, a, right? I agree. So what, what do you think is like holding it back? I, I assume there's a lot of homelessness in There Paris. is. Like, uh, like with that amount of taxes we pay, you would have, you would Thing that the street will be clean the roads will be the, the, the roads are good like better right. here of course but we pay like 50 fucking percent so that makes sense but you would expect that cities like paris would be perfect clean uh the electricity would work. tax dollars at work you know yeah everything yeah. would work that honestly if i would pay 50 percent taxes and everything was clean and you can, you could actually see where the money is going i'm 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 up for it because education is free like i don't you know like it's good right. for people right I mean, it depends, but like the fact that we don't really see where our money is going, and when we see where our money is going, we are like, I don't agree with that. And guess what? You don't have any power. So yeah, because you're taking it right yeah. at the back. Yeah. And that's why I don't. I dislike socialism and those kind of left leaning. Uh, I'm gonna call them regimes, ideas, like regimes, ideas yeah. or governments. It's because you don't have freedom. And for me. Freedom is a big part of a society being happy and being like fruitful and being innovative. Right. And the freedom with your money is a really big thing because in America, if you're smart, you're not going to be poor. Right. The, the, the have a, like getting a job here is so fucking easy. Right. Because you you show like I got a job after my bachelor's and I showed up, interview, 
first interview, second interview, I was hired. In France, you gotta sign so many papers because taxes, because uh, it's really hard to fire people over there. Yeah. Because the government is with the people. Right. So when you, that's why the companies aren't hiring anymore because they're so scared that people are, are, are going to sue them or, you know, like it's so hard to fire people. In America, you can fire 50 employees in a day. Yeah. Nobody's going to complain. And what's crazy about what you're saying is um, you said that you'd want to be free, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man, just different perceptions of um, or points of views, just like in America, our left-leaning culture or our left-leaning uh, individuals will say that um, they, they're not free because uh, – the companies own a large majority of the wealth that is, yeah. is made here in in, in uh, U.S. And uh, say, for example, you, mm-hmm. you said France has a large majority of the wealth. It's like they're both polar opposites, but there's the same outcome. The money goes somewhere where it's not supposed yeah. to go. Because and I, I wish people could understand that, though. Like, yeah. they're, they're both polar opposites. And they both, like, if, if you walk into a fire, mm-hmm. walk into Antarctica, you're going to get... You're gonna get burned, bro. Whether it's uh, by ice, ice or, or by by, <laughs> yeah. by heat, you know what I mean, or fire. But that's why people don't understand, and I think some people are not like. That's why you gotta see the big picture. Because, uh, would you rather have all of the money owned by the four percent, which is the government, let's say, right. or four percent, which are entrepreneurs like Elon Musk? I would rather be that money owned by those four percent that are entrepreneurs because I can get there, and. What's the beauty about uh, capitalism in America? I feel like it's the fact that you can move up social classes really quick. Right. You can get really rich really fast and really poor really fast. Which, if you're smart about your money and you have a bit of luck, that's the American dream. You can get rich. Right. You know and what I mean? It's those people that will argue about that luck part, though. You know, luck and is like five percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They, 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 they treat luck like it's a big part of what's going on. Like yeah. a, lot, a lot of what has to happen is. Um, you have your work ethic, and you, you can move up a social class or two, you know what I mean? Yeah. And even moving up just one is is okay. I wouldn't want to stay stagnant for the rest of my life. That's, At that's, least for me. Yeah, I agree you know with you. I mean? But I, I can also see where they're coming from on their point of view, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I take a step back, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, the top 1% or 4% in America, or 1% in America has a majority of our wealth and yeah. they're scared for what they might end up at, you know, where they might end up yeah. and stuff like that. So I, I get both points of views, mm. but me personally, I wouldn't want to be stagnant. Me too. I, yeah. I'd, I'd be want to, I'd want to move up um, based off of my, in social class based off of my like work ethic and, and my ideas. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Because, it's, just, it's just that chance. Because you know? I feel like life is about growing up. Life is about changing and, in those kind of regime, like governments, like socialism, it's really hard to be rich because the more you get rich, the more you get taxed. Yeah. And you don't want to be rich because you're like, well, shit, I actually, honestly, I think you make more money by working at McDonald's and having a higher, I mean, okay, I'm percentage wise, right? Like ratio. Yeah. I feel, I feel like for, if you account for the time spent working and the time spent, like, you know, like if you compare those two, like yeah. effort wise, you make more money with a lot less effort by working a cashier. Right. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm just, it's, it's a joke, but it's not literally like that, but it's, it's, it's the way they want to do it. They want everyone to be equal, but guess what? A Why guy not? that spent eight years of his life studying like science or, or medicine is a, is like a doctor and a guy who spent a year in 
you know, like in college and dropped out and is, is working at McDonald's or a gas station. They, may, they want them to make almost the same amount of money. And I feel that's not fair. Because if I busted my ass off working eight years, right. studying eight years for a job and making the same money as a guy who is in the other gas station, that's not fair. Even if I make like 400 more euros, like that's nothing, bro. You right. know what I mean? And that's why socialism is dangerous because and I, I, it's never going to work for me because it's it removes the, the end goal. It removes the the legacy of money, which is like, I want to work, give that money to my child so they're going to be safe. Right. Because like the government takes 50% of the, the, the legacy you give to your child. Like they, they take out of your legacy when you are when you die, which is, I think it's wrong. You know? Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I know there's a bunch, uh, I know there's a lot wrong with the American um, uh, social security mm-hmm. thing that we have set up right now. Yeah. I know there's, uh, I'm not going to go too into depth with it because I don't know too much about it. I don't yeah. want to spread yeah. any misinformation, but there's a lot wrong with what we have going on right now too. Um, like like you were just saying though, um, for for you as a individual that has experienced both um, capitalism and socialism, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've been <laughs> you, you're in the middle right now. Yeah, do you think um, it influences art in a certain way? Maybe that, that's a, that was, that's a really good question. I don't feel like we have more art because like we're more. Like socialist in a way, I feel like I feel like it give excuse because like being creative for music or anything else, it's hard work. Right. We agree on that. Like music, movies, like when you want to be success, when when you want to be successful, you have to work. And socialism, for me, from my point of view, teaches being lazy, rewarded because you're 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 lazy ass. That's what they do because we have so much help from the government. We have so much program that lets you being unemployed for an amount of weeks or months and you're right. getting nine like one of my neighbors she didn't work for like a year and she got 900 euros a month which is like a thousand bucks a month oh, from really? unemployment you know what that is that's you can you can live with that like if you have the if you're smart enough like i had a friend in i had a, a friend in college he would work six months a year he would like work as a chef six months take the unemployed six months and do that until uh, or like for, for five years because I think you, you can get an employment for like four to five years right and what happens after those four to five years they you don't just, ha- you don't get anything oh they cut you off yeah they cut you off but it's still five years where you you can work 2.5 years you know like it's yeah. like six months you work six months vacation right and which I, will end up what ten years like yeah for him getting unemployment yeah so I don't really, I mean, it's my point of view, but people, of course, a lot of people disagree. Like, people in France love this, but I feel like it's not worth the money because I'd rather get uh, $1,000 more a month and be free with that money than give it to the government. Right, exactly. So, you, you just said, uh, you mentioned movies. Mm-hmm. What do you think of, well, what do you think about uh, French movies and <laughs> and, and um, compare them to American movies, man? Or like uh, the American movie culture <laughs> and, and uh French movie culture. Like, like well, what do you guys do? We like the, the typical French movie you're gonna see in the theater is like a, a cheesy, not not funny comedy about like about family or about teenagers, like American bike. It's coming of age. Yeah, of it's age. like French. The French movie industry, like the the mainstream one, because I'm I don't I don't really watch like indie movies. So maybe in indie movies they're very shit. I don't know. Yeah. But the mainstream stuff you see in the theaters. It's the same thing over and over, and it doesn't make me laugh. 
uh, I don't like it. I'd rather watch American Pie or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather watch like something else, literally. Right. It's just the same thing over and over. And that's that's what I was saying. Like for me, innovation in France has, uh, has gone like down downhill. Like we don't do new things anymore. Uh, except for like you know wine and cheese and stuff we know for, right, right, right. but uh, and maybe music wise I I don't know that's what I'm saying like I don't know the scene of movies and music so maybe I'm wrong but from my point of view so you pay more attention to the the music scenes in America than you do in France yeah or... way more like UK and America like like ninety five percent of my um, my like the, the artists I listen to are from America or uh, UK or Australia too. yeah English speaking okay yeah, yeah I feel that. How are the soundtracks for them, bro? Because I know I love soundtracks for movies. Are they uh, are they like they're just too corny for you? Like even that or it's what? just like bland. Like it's it's for me like the French movie. I mean, last time I watched one in the theaters, it's like that comedy, like that 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 movie that's trying to be funny with jokes that are always the same, and the music. It's just. We don't have any. We don't have like movies like Django. You know, we don't have movies yeah. that are like, interesting. Those, the, the Tarantino films. Yeah, like, we don't have that. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, actually, we have like one uh, director I like, but it's all right. It's uh, his name is um, Luca. Oh, I can't remember. I forgot his name. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he did, he did a movie that's called uh, Lucy. That's uh, L U C Y. That was a movie that came out like. Four years ago, Luc Besson, yeah, Luc Besson. That's um, one of the directors. That's all right, right? Uh, but that's it. I don't really like. Yeah, it's not. Movies. And I, I could see why you like American films a lot more than um, <laughs> French films, just because the soundtracks are filled with music. Oh, are filled with music that you grew up listening yeah, to. Yeah, you you yeah. can relate to and you feel. You know what I mean? Because like my 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 dad is like a big. Um, influence on me for music because he would listen to the, the Velvet Underground he would listen to Jimi Hendrix like my dad was the the guy like my, my dad is the guy who I sent like even today I send him music I'm like right. I like the strokes listen to it and he's gonna be like oh I love it I send him uh, my favorite album of all time The Empyrean by John Christian Day oh, he was shit. like he was like that's fucking good and that's my dad so that's why maybe I got that you know love yeah. for America and UK good music you know I mean for from my perspective, it's my right. parents think I'm weird, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. My mom, she thinks I'm fucking weird, dude. I listen to Radiohead. She was like, "Are you depressed?" Are you? I'm okay? like, "I'm depressed, but I like it." You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's Radiohead. I'm alive. No. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about American rap? American rap compared to um, we'll say French rap. For sure. I like I like French rap better because uh, at first, like, I want to say I'm not a really. I don't really listen to rap, so I'm like I'm like a beginner, like I right, don't right. know anything but, about from rap. an outside perspective. That's I'm an outsider, like a hundred percent. I'm not gonna hide it. Yeah. Uh, French rap, I like it. I just listened to that one band. It's called PNL, mm-hmm. and I love that kind of rap. That's the only rap I listen to. And I listen to another one, which is called Orel San. It's like O R E L A N, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and right. that's a good one too because I I, I I like the lyrics uh, but American rap because um, I know when you moved here you're like oh shit like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I figure you went to some parties mm-hmm. and at least for me and my, my best homies back home we, we would go to parties and we, we would have fun at the parties we wouldn't enjoy them to the yeah. to 
to the max. Does that make I sense? agree with Just that. Just because we, we listen music. to alternative, you know what I mean? And that, that's a big part of what we, of, yeah. of how we feel, especially if we're going to be drinking or. Because like, like for me, the, the, the parties here, uh, even in nightclubs, I've been to nightclubs in America, like, uh, I, I, in nightclubs especially, I would stay until 2 a.m. Because after, like, after 1 a.m., 2 a.m., they put, like, the, the throwback music right, right. from the early 2000s. And I would stay until I heard that shit. Because I was like, that's the best music. Yeah. And when you go to a party or a nightclub and they put, like, recent rap, I was like, I mean, I'm going to respect it. People like what right. they like. But for me, um, I'd rather just sip my beer and wait for the good music to come in. And I kind of like old rap. I'm more like of a, a 90s rap. Uh, I listen to uh, Dooms of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 really good. I like it. And uh, Tupac, but like a Ish, little yeah. bit, like just it's one. Big, it, one it's, it's what you hear at one a.m., two a.m. Yeah, at the bars. Yeah, no, yeah. I know what you mean? And uh, on, I'm I'm gonna be honest. The the most rap I listen is the the Gorillas. That's the rap because they have like rap. Okay. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah they have rap artists. On yeah, there. I'm Scooby gonna really. Q, there's a lot of like Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Like, I'm really like a beginner. I don't listen to any rap, so. I know we diverged as fuck from the bar scenes. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the yeah. That was, what, that was what we started off with. I don't remember uh, bar scenes in Texas. What's your what's what's your absolute favorite uh, bar scene in Texas and why? Bar scene. Austin. I love Austin and San Antonio because they are my hipster vibe. But Dallas is my favorite city of Texas. Uh, I really love the Deep Ellum district. I don't know if you heard about it. Have it's not. like the hipster district of Dallas is called Deep Ellum. It's like right. a downtown. And it's like the, it's it's like a small Austin in Dallas, basically. And they have like a brewery over there. I don't remember the name, but it's like, a, I love beer. And the brewery had like a, a menu with like, like 60 beers draft. And you could choose like, whichever could, ones you want. Yeah. yeah. And they had like, <laughs> every taste. Like you had like European style, American, IPA, German or whatever. And I just love the that bar scene where it's like beer and, and music, you know, like live band or some music behind it, but not too loud because I, I, I like to talk, so I want to talk to people. Uh, but I do like that. And what I like about the American uh, bar scene is that you guys play games. First, I didn't like it because yeah. in Europe, we just, what we do, drink, smoke cigarettes, go back, drink, and we talk, you know, in between. Yeah. Uh, we don't have like, people in like parties, like, you know, private parties, you have like beer pong sometimes. Right. But here it's like you guys have games every fucking where. Like you have like the cup. darts, the yeah. lip cup, the, the fucking uh, flip cup, beer bomb, flip yeah. cup. Like I love this shit. First I was like, that's weird. I want to talk. I don't. I don't want to play with you guys. Yeah. But once you get used to it, it's a good way to socialize with people. One could say it's because of our capitalistic natures. It's in a company. That's that's <laughs> the, the competition. That's so interesting because like living in a new country, like for like for the record, I advise everyone to go live. A year at least into another country you don't have to stay if you don't like it just leave but that's what made me grow it's gonna be really hard like my first year in America was fucking hard that was the hardest year that was the hardest and the best year of my life it's definitely something that's gonna be tough but uh, it's gonna bring you so much more than you expect and uh, yeah and the, the bar experience is the same way because people are so competitive here people play games all the time like Sports, even in college, you could play volleyball, rugby, like football, whatever. Right. And sports is such a big thing here, and competitiveness is such a big thing here that you can kind of find that spirit into drinking. People are always going to be like, "Hey, 
I can drink more beer than you, you know? yeah, and I, I was like, this. yeah, and I was like, bro, I mean, I'm just trying to get drunk, <laughs> I'm just trying to have fun, man, I don't care, and in Europe, it's that vibe, in Europe, it's going to be like, drink, have fun, that's it, even if you drink half a beer, if you have fun, we're open to it, like, right. we're not going to force you to chug, and here, I was like, he's French, he has to chug, like, a keg, and I'm not, not you know, I, I'm, I'm joking, but he was like, he has to chug, like, like, five beers, and I was like, I'm not going to do it. I, I respect your culture, but I'd rather, you know, sip, take my time and have fun. I don't want to throw up after 20 minutes of a party because I feel like it's a waste. You know? yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I was taught. Yeah, it's crazy because you, you get a lot of um, dudes, especially in the fraternity culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fraternity culture. <laughs> especially, yeah, especially in college. Um, you all right, I could drink more beer than you without blacking out, you know? Yeah. And, and it just seems that. like more of a day. And, more of a danger but um i see that in like beers compared to like american and um uh, european beers yeah. european beers tend to have a little bit more uh, alcohol and yeah, stronger th- than an american beer just because americans prefer i guess quantity more than mm-hmm. they do quality so with for those of you that don't drink alcohol um say for example uh heineken yeah or or stella artois yeah how do you say it, right? Yeah. Well, how do you say it, bro? Uh, it's going to have five point something percent of alcohol. And then the American beer is going to have what? Like four point something? Four point one? Yeah, and that's low for us. Like, uh, I remember when I was in France, I would drink beers up to seven percent. Like, b- below seven, I was like, I'm not going to drink it. Right. Uh, my favorite beer is called Trois Mous, which is like the Three Peaks, it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's like 8.5. And we would drink like three 8.5 of those like like small bottles of 8.5 it was like a, a liter almost and you would get wasted like 8.5 is really strong yeah yeah it and sounds strong bro and it tastes really good that's why i love european beer more than that here you have good beer like don't get me wrong yeah but european beers uh french and germany and in belgium they do the job because the beer is like nine percent of alcohol and Shout you don't out taste Balthazar. it Balthazar, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Balthazar in Belgium, dude. Thank you. They have good music. beer and good music. <laughs> that's all you need, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was just freaking... I've always been dumbfounded at that. Just at the fact that European beer has a little bit more alcohol. Yeah. And it... I mean, in a way, it, it, it teaches you how to control your uh, alcohol cravings and your your interactions with people throughout yeah. the night. Because in American parties... I, I've never been to a French party before. Mm-hmm. But in American parties, you don't really talk to anybody. You go. You, yeah. you talk to the people that you went with, and you leave with the people you went with. You, you, it's it's that's, not really. That's why I didn't really enjoy it at first. But anyway, when I'm drunk, I talk to everyone. So I was. I don't care. Right. I was just like, "Hey, what's up? What's your name?" You know, like socialize because yeah. I was bored, bro. Like, and I, the, I love my friend. Right. But when I'm gonna party, I wanna have fun and meet random people, and th- that's a big part of. It's why I go party. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love talking to new people, bro. Because if I don't want to meet new people, I'm just gonna. Keep back at my house. And and nobody's exactly. Yeah, just stay home, play on the guitar. There's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But and this, what's crazy is the majority of the people that you approach are willing to open up to a random stranger, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. That's it, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least for me, when I hey, what's up? Like, how are you doing? Yeah. My name's Chris. What's your yeah. name? You know? Yeah, I agree. I'll say three times out of five times. I'll. I'll I mean. I'm, if- I feel like if it's a guy, it's easier. If it's a girl, sometimes uh, she was like... Yeah, they're a little weird. They're, they're like, used to what? Americans. Like, American guys coming on strong. You know what I mean? Because that's why... That's, for me, the whole difference between Americans and 
Europeans, French people in my case, is that here it's way easier to meet people, but it's way harder to keep people. So like, it's so easy to small talk at Walmart. I can just be like, hey, what's up to the cashier? But in Europe, don't ever, like, don't do that. Like, you can. It's found upon. It's weird. Like, yeah. like for instance. Uh, but they're just doing your job, so let them be. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. That, it's that, that kind of mindset. And so the first time I went back to France was September 2019. So I was in America for a year and a half. Go back to France first time. I was like, okay, let's go. So, you know, French people are getting their bread for uh, the first. I was at my mom's house morning i wake up go get the bread at the bakery so i go at the bakery and there is always always a fucking line and i wait for like 10 minutes to get my bread and the moment i talked to the lady who was going to send me my bread i was like hey how like american i was like the american way i was like yeah. hey what's up how are you today like good bread right there yeah. good bread and <laughs> she looked at me like surprised she was like oh yeah it's good bread i'm doing great and uh-uh. then i was like Oh shit! I'm in France. You yeah, can't yeah, just yeah. smoke talk to anyone there. And I was like, Oh, okay, bye, thanks, bye. And I was just, I just right. left. I was like, What the fuck? Well, I guess my it question depends, is, yeah. yeah, my question is stereotypes. What, what did you? What are the difference between stereotypes of France people or French people and uh, Americans? Um, like, what? I mean, the stereotypes uh, for Americans. It's, I mean, people say you guys are are, are dumb. Like, it's everyone says that yeah. it's, I, I don't feel Jesus I, Christ I mean I'm sorry bro it's, <laughs> it's okay bro <laughs> I'm not saying you especially it's just like in general Americans are dumb and they cannot show their country on the map which I don't agree with uh, I never agreed with those stereotypes there is some really retarded people here I don't get me wrong oh for sure I've, I've met some I really, agree <laughs> I've met some really like retarded people here uh, I'm not gonna lie to you but in general people are like fun outgoing here and it's it's a good time uh it's just that i think what people uh don't really uh, think when they're gonna gonna live in america it's they don't really uh do their their homework they don't right. research the culture they don't research how you guys interact they don't research how you guys see dating and friendship right so when they get here they're like everyone is fake everyone is a liar everyone everyone hates me but no from from a french perspective oh yeah you're fake because right. that's what we think but from an American's perspective, it's just people need to feel welcome. You need to be nice with everyone because it's the way. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, it's yeah. different. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just different. And of course, the French stereotype, which is very true, uh, we're rude, which is again, it's different. It's not because we're mean. It's just how we are really honest. Right. Uh, and just blunt. Yeah, we're blunt, and it's not because we hate you. It's just because that's the way we. I wasn't raised like it. Exactly. And I feel like being honest. That's the only thing I like. Not the only thing, but it's a thing I like from being French in my country. It really that, clears up the air. Yeah, yeah, like there is no bullshit. There is no drama. And mm-hmm. uh, America was a country where I had the most drama in my friend group. I never had any it's fighting. It's insane, right? In my, like in France, back in France, I never had any drama. I never, never with my friend group. Maybe like small stuff, but yeah, after, you figured it out. After you figured it out. Yeah. You just like either you fight or you talk. And tomorrow it's solved. Like you just exactly. sleep on it. And here, I had to get out. I had to literally end friendship because they were so toxic and they were like so dramatic. And I was like, I can't do it. Like I just want to be alone and be you happy. Feel like a kid, right? Yeah, they're. It's not adult. Yeah, and I feel like people like like just, just tell me if I'm wrong or not. Like from your point of view, but I feel like people in college here are really mature. I, I agree. Like freshmen and even 100%. like graduates. Yeah, I know seniors that. Seniors, yeah. Don't know how to control themselves when they when they're drinking. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? For it, instance, because we, we dream so early at a, at, at a young age that uh, we control our drinking. I mean, I throw up at 16, but yeah, yeah. I'm not going to throw up at 22 because I know how to drink. Right. And it also goes with that. I was talking about how people are, are competitive here because you want to have the big the, the biggest dick. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you want to yeah, be yeah. the strongest. You want to take it out and just show everybody. Yeah. And that's just different. I'm not talking shit. It's just the right. way it is. Yeah, it makes sense. And I guess with Americans, I um, the, the biggest stereotype that we found with French women, and this came from like internet culture and, <laughs> and yeah. movies and TV yeah, and stuff like that. So we used to think that French women, just the guys, like smelled. Like I don't yeah, know. I've heard that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. Well, I've never been able to prove that wrong or right that theory. But like, well, what, what's up with that? Like, is there a different like have... is there different like hygiene um, standards I, in France or? I never understood that cliche. Uh... I think it's because, um, I actually, I think why, because we don't put, because yeah, every day you guys wake up, you know, we, we shower all the time. Okay, right, we're right, not gross. Yeah. Like, I just want to get that straight, we shower. <laughs> but it's just like the deodorant, we don't really put it every, like. Oh, deodorant. Okay. Yeah, we don't really put it all the time. Like, I remember one time in Texas, it's fucking hot. Like, right. I'm dying all the time. And I'm not used to put deodorant every day because it's not that hot. And one time I was, in, I was in the car with my friend and she was like, you smell. I was like, oh shit, I forgot. You, we, it's so hot here. We sweat, we smell. And I yeah. think maybe that's why, because we don't Maybe really, the climate, maybe? Yeah, because it's not like in my hometown. Right. The hottest you can Strasburg. get. Strasbourg. Yeah, Strasbourg is like 95, 100. And it's like twice a fucking summer. Yeah. Maybe a week if you're, if you're unlucky. But it's never get as hot as here. So I don't have to shower every fucking day or put like deodorant or right. perfume or whatever. So I think that's why. But people are gross in France. I mean, everywhere. But I think yeah, there's people gross. There's gross people everywhere, bro. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, Giannis Escartin. <laughs> how do you pronounce your last name, man? Escarto. Escarto. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I appreciate you coming on, man. Dude, that was perfect, man. Yeah, thank you, hello. 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 Yeah, thank you, hello.